At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Hour number three here from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe hanging out with Brady Cannon here. And we were just talking during the break here. Uh, we got a little bit of a development. Here we go Southern again. Hills. Here we go again. Here we go again. Rory McIlroy, Sunday Adam Major. Right now he is birdied four consecutive holes, and he is now in the top five here, four under for the day. He was even money, or rather even par, I should say, to start his final round. And right now he's five shots back and has gone up to 12-1 to one to win the PGA Championship over at BetMGM. And I guess it's also what we're doing here with Rory McIlroy, and he's showing that the course might be a little gettable this Sunday. Yeah, and and you and I talked about that, that the wind has died down a little bit, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15 miles an hour, and Rory taking advantage of uh, the calmer conditions for sure. I was thinking that the greens might be a little firmer and faster, but watching the coverage here, Rory's obviously been rolling in some putts. They don't look crazy fast. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like a really good surface, and not surprising to see some guys having some success today also Cameron Smith a couple under par early in his round as well so it, it like you said a little bit gettable it looks like and that's what we talked about as well it's probably going to take a Sunday 64 for yeah. somebody to come from way back here and Rory certainly on pace to make some noise and that's going to get into the heads of some of these guys at the top too 
we, we also talked about that, Femi, the experience, the major championship pedigree of Gary Woodland, of Justin Thomas, of now Rory McIlroy, Bubba Watson, and, and these guys at the top of the leaderboard. It's pretty interesting. The top four guys on the leaderboard have no wins on the PGA Tour. <laughs> and the guys below them, like Rory and Bubba, you know, they've got wins in the double digits and yeah. and multiple major championships. So it's a a very interesting dichotomy there between the top and those just beneath them on the uh, on the leaderboard there. Um, but those younger guys, those four guys that have yet to win on the PGA Tour, Cameron Young, Will Zalatoris, Matthew Fitzpatrick, and Mito Pereira. Uh, they're going to see this guy start to creep up the leaderboard, and that's going to put even more pressure on them. Yeah, and they're seeing this before they're even on the course. It's not like they're right. hearing the roars. They're they're out of the practice round, dude, on the, on the range or whatever, getting their swings in, and all of a sudden, I mean, the leaderboard is posted not too far away, and you keep seeing one name trickle up higher and higher and higher, and it's Rory McIlroy right now who's looking to go up and down here on six right now so Rory uh, putting together a pretty good start to this final round here at Southern Hills uh, Stuart Sink and Justin Thomas will be teeing off in a few minutes here as we're starting to get some of these leaders then it'll be Seamus Power and Abe Answer at 11.15 our guy Will Zalatoris and Cameron Young 11.25 then the leaders Mito Pereira and Matt Fitzpatrick at 11.35 and then everybody will be out there on the course and I think we're going to really see something very, very, very fun later this afternoon with this tournament because when you get these guys who are not used to being in this spot, the unpredictable is always on the table. Yeah, and the only thing predictable right now is Rory on a Sunday at a major. Uh, we saw him do it, of course, <laughs> at Augusta National uh, just a month ago or a couple month and a half ago or so. Uh, I, I believe it was a Sunday Sunday 64 he shot that day mm -hmm. and, and ended up finishing in second behind Scotty Scheffler just a little too late for Rory McIlroy to slip on the green jacket and complete the career grand slam. But he's at it again. He's already got uh, two PGA Championship wins to his name. He has not won a major championship in eight years. He was not really on my radar this week to capture this particular golf course, you know, to do well at this particular golf course. Um, but, you know, we saw what he did on, on Thursday, came out and shot a 65, and, and here he goes again. Maybe, maybe bookend 65s will get it done <laughs> for Rory. And in the NHL, you guys updated on what's going on in Tampa Bay. The Lightning have taken a one nothing lead over the Florida Panthers, and they have now flipped to a minus 200 money line favorite. They were about minus 105. The dog in that one is pretty much a coin flip uh, in the betting market for this game here. Florida went off as minus 115 favorites over at BetMGM. But the Lightning now minus 200. Florida's plus 160. The live total is at six with the juice on the under, minus 115 here. So early start here for the Lightning and maybe the Panthers, you hope that they don't start to get into their own heads here because now they've already lost the first two games and here they find themselves already yeah. down a goal. That, that That's tough and and, I, and I'm a little bit surprised by that. Now you've got the home crowd into it too, yeah. right? I mean, I think that's one thing obviously Florida needs to win the game, but to get out to a fast start and maybe light that lamp before the Lightning were able to take that crowd out of it a little bit, now, this is really I think bad news for the uh, Florida Panthers to let that first goal go to their opponent here in the Lightning, being down two games to none. Six minutes left still in the first period. I, I think they need to tie it up. That would yeah. go a long way for the Panthers to tie it up here before this first period ends. Otherwise, they're going to the locker room and, and it's in their head. Yeah, I think the way that I would describe Tampa Bay so far this postseason is just comfortable. 
They look comfortable in every situation, and rightfully so. And they're so. an underdog again here today, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time that Tampa Bay was an underdog in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Right. Probably yeah. not that long ago, or probably a long time ago, yeah. I should say, because they've won two straight championships, and here they were an underdog, I, I believe, all three games to the Florida Panthers, and uh, yeah, apparently they like that role. Sure. Go ahead and keep doubting us. Yeah, <laughs> we're the two-time defending cup champions, and you're doubting us here as they show a shot of the banners up there on the broadcast. So Florida, the doubt might start to creep in here if the Panthers can't get one back before intermission there. Uh, but let's turn our attention back to the Diamond. We have a game that's about to get underway, a couple of them in about five minutes here, in the Texas Tango between the Rangers and the Houston Astros down there in Houston. The Astros minus 185 on the money line, the Rangers plus 150 with a total of 8.5. I actually played over. Hearn and in his last start, Taylor Hearn allowed four runs against these same Astros. Yurkiti, his ERA in his last four start, or excuse me, his last five starts is over four. So if, if those two trends are going to continue, there's your eight runs right there. Mm -hmm. Also, I think this it's possible that this number was influenced a little bit. Maybe it should actually be nine, is what I'm saying. Maybe it should be higher. But yesterday, we saw Justin Verlander do it again against John Gray, uh, a pitcher duel for sure that ended up in a 2-1 victory for the Houston Astros. I think we have a much different matchup on the hill today, and I see some runs being scored down there in Houston. I went over the 8.5. Uh, obviously, you've got a huge price on the side there in the Astros' favor. Um, I'm not going to go that direction. I think Texas will show up and score some runs today and possibly could win the game. Twins are at the Royals this afternoon. Kansas City is minus 115, the favorite. Minnesota minus 105 with a total of 7. Kansas City and the – excuse me, you said Minnesota and Kansas yes. City. Minnesota is a very difficult team for me to figure out. They currently lead in the American League Central. Uh, you've got Brady Singer on the bump for the Royals today, who has been very good, uh, but hasn't been good in his career against Minnesota. There's a lot of different angles going for this game here in this situation that has me staying away. The Twins are looking for a sweep. I, I typically like to back the home team looking to avoid a sweep, uh, but I'm not real thrilled about backing the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> and and I told you, you know, I, I'm not really decided if the Twins are for real yet. And is this a team I want to invest in when, you know, you're laying a price as a road favorite here? Are they really that good? Is, are the Minnesota Twins that good where I'm comfortable doing that? Not yet. So either side here, I don't really find an edge. The Nationals are in Milwaukee to take on the Brew Crew. Brewers minus 250. The Nats plus 200 with a total at 8. The Juice on the over at minus 120. I laid the big price here with the okay. Brewers, and I did it yesterday as well. And, and I, a lot of people will match this up with maybe another big favorite and parlay it, and, and I certainly don't think that's a bad strategy at all. Get yourself you know, closer to a plus price or maybe mm -hmm. an even money price or something like that. Um, but I laid the wood with the Brewers on Saturday. I believe it was about Minus 225 with Brandon Woodruff. That was able to get home. I, You know, we talked about the Reds in April, right? Yeah. I, I think that team is becoming the Washington Nationals. They, uh -oh. They're maybe the, the fade team in May, and maybe that'll bleed into June. Patrick Corbin, certainly, I think, a pitcher that is uh, a guy you have to look at fading right now. You've got Freddie Peralta against Aaron Sanchez. Brewers going for the sweep here. Uh, they're at home. They're not on the road looking for a sweep, uh, so I like that situation better. The Brewers 
have won seven out of their last 10. The Nationals have lost seven out of their last 10. I kind of expect that to continue today. I know it's a lot of wood to lay, but I'm going to go there. I think the Brewers win again. Every few days, I'll be searching and like flipping up my timeline on Twitter, and I see some sort of yakety sacks moment from the Washington Nationals. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's baseball, right? I hope it doesn't happen today. <laughs> yeah, every single time. I'm just like, what? what's this Nats team? It's, uh, it's been a tough 2022 campaign for them. We'll see what happens later this afternoon. Diamondbacks and the Cubs over there in Wrigley Field here. The Cubs minus 130, D backs plus 110, total of seven and a half. First pitch in about 10 minutes. Yeah, of course, our uh, guest Sean from the Action Network uh, earlier was on the Diamondbacks and Merrill Kelly. And Merrill Kelly, I think, has been uh, a pitcher that wise guys have been backing for a couple, three seasons now. Uh, the problem is he had one of the worst outings of his entire career uh, last time out against the Dodgers, where he gave up eight runs in just two innings of work. Um, so obviously, Sean expecting uh, Merrill Kelly to bounce back. The Diamondbacks, I also mentioned it, you know, they're going for a four-game sweep at Wrigley Field for the first time in 25 years. Wow. Uh, I'm not really thrilled about backing the Chicago Cubs here as a favorite. Uh, the Diamondbacks have been an absolutely streaky team. You know, before this uh, potential sweep here, the Cubs, they lost six games in a row. Um, I, I'm not really feeling strongly about either, either side here. Yeah, no, that's a, it's an interesting game there on the Diamond as we turn our attention back to the ice. And right now it's one nothing still between the Lightning and the Florida Panthers. Um, at last check, it's off the board right now here at BetMGM, but at last check, Tampa Bay was minus 175. So we saw little people buy in on Florida there at that big plus money price there. I believe it was plus 200 you could have gotten there on the Florida Panthers to possibly win this game. But right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning one that they were in the middle of a, an official review, which yeah, is taking it over looks sports. like there could be a penalty pending here, so I'm sure that's why the numbers are off the board. Uh, they do have a review going, and maybe it'll end up be a, being a power play for the Florida Panthers here. It looks like they're reviewing something that a Tampa Bay Lightning player did, so we'll see. Uh, still four and a half minutes left in the first period. Florida really needs a power play in their they favor. They do, yeah, but although those, those haven't worked lately either. <laughs> have not. On the other side, Ian Cameron helps us break down the hockey card the rest of the day here. This is Betting Across America. If you thought there was a sports betting offseason, think again. Our VEASAN sports betting experts are working 24-7 to keep you informed on every sport on the schedule. The over pays the same for a baseball game or a football championship, and our team grinds year-round to help improve your betting IQ on every sport. We have experts in baseball, tennis, soccer, golf, NASCAR, and horse racing. Turn this offseason into a winning season and start your free trial today at VEASAN.com if you didn't catch the Lombardi line, here's what you missed. Look, I mean, they're doing everything. They want to promote to us like you can't believe. And, and there's, you know, it's like Malik Willis's workout. Can we go back and listen to the rhetoric after that workout about how wonderful and amazing it was? And th these are narratives that we have to try to stay away as betters. Look, I have nothing against Tua. I don't think Tua is going to be a great starting quarterback in the league. I think they're doing a lot of things to help him. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted out specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. So visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Brady Cannon. We're hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. We're watching this Tampa Bay Lightning Florida Panthers game. And to help us break down this game and the rest of the NHL card today, three game threes on the card here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We bring in our next guest, hockey handicapper, Ian Cameron. Ian, we appreciate you joining us this morning. And this Panthers Lightning game, we were talking about it earlier in the show. Florida's in the unenviable position, being down 0-2, losing both games on home ice, really needing this one to get back into this series. What are your thoughts early on here, first period, as we are now level 1-1 late in the first period? 
Yeah, good to be with you guys. Obviously, Florida, the biggest issue for them in this series has been uh, really all playoffs. They got by Washington in spite of it was the power play. It was 0 for 25 coming into game three of this series this afternoon, and they just finally scored their first power play goal uh, of the playoffs to tie this game 1-1 courtesy of Sam Reinhardt. So you talk about the power play, the much maligned, struggling, reeling power play of the Florida Panthers coming through when it absolutely had to. Uh, they just did that, so give them credit, but still got a lot of work to do. Uh, Tampa Bay's had a, a bit of a fidgety first period here with the puck in their own zone. Their defense has turned it over a few times, and if not for some spectacular saves from Vasilevsky earlier in the period, you know it could have been another goal or two for Florida. So I think Florida on the road here, and obviously a spot where they've got to have this game today, I think they're going to like where they're at right now here with the uh, late stages of the first tied at one. They haven't played that badly. Florida, or excuse me, Ian, did you like Florida coming into this game prior to the puck drop? And secondly, do you like them even more so now? Because not only do they get on the board, but like you say, they snap that streak of being able to score on the power play. Femi and I were talking, if they go into the first intermission uh, down one to nothing, that is really going to get into their head. The, the fact that they were not able to get on the board, they're already down two games to none. But the fact that they're on the board and they did it via the power play, play maybe this starts to really free up this team and they go on to win this game and get back in this series do you, do you subscribe to that theory is that maybe some of the psychology of the Florida Panthers right now yeah Brady some of the uh thoughts that you just uh, recited there were some of the thinking I had coming in some of the thinking I had coming into this game was we get a good effort from Florida in the first period I before the game started I took Florida in the first period uh, minus 110, thinking they were going to get a great effort from them in the first 20 minutes, but that I didn't necessarily trust them to win the game. Because we've already seen an example in this series of Florida having a great start in game one. They led one nothing. What happened in that game? They lost 4-1. So they didn't sustain it for 60 minutes. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are that good that they can overcome a slow start and end up playing a lot better as the game goes on. So I like Florida in the first period. Looks like 1-1 with about a minute to go. So we're looking at a push at the moment with that bet and then i was going to reevaluate things after the first intermission where do we go from here do we get involved from a side perspective with a live in-game bet and i think after florida scored that power play goal you know assuming they get out of this period one one no worse than that you know they might have a little bit of momentum going into the second period and one of the bets that i often look at from a momentum standpoint is maybe a puck line uh, in a period with this particular team. So I might be interested in Florida minus a half goal puck line in the uh, second period, assuming uh, this uh, game gets to the first intermission 1-1. We're speaking with Ian Cameron, NHL handicapper here. Ian, before we get to the rest of today's slate, I want to talk about what we saw last night at the Colorado Avalanche getting home ice back as they defeated the St. Louis Blues 5-2 in Game 3. Are we back to business as usual with the Colorado Avalanche, or do you think this potential series still has potential to go really long? Oh, it's still potential to go very long. I think if you're the St. Louis Blues, you're not feeling terribly about that loss. I think you feel you played pretty well uh, despite the defeat. Craig Berube, if you listened to him in the press conference last night, he certainly agreed with that sentiment that he didn't think his team played that badly. They didn't give up a whole lot. Unfortunately, they had some chances uh, very late in the uh, third period there, could not bury the tying goal. Uh, and, of course, Colorado puts it away with the two empty netters. But, no, I liked St. Louis's game last night. I thought they were pretty even with Colorado, and the Avalanche just found a way with a big power play goal. And, really, the back-breaking goal was the Lekkonen goal, the goal that made it 3-1 Colorado. It was a goal that 
I think Billy Huso would have wanted a save there. I think it's not the greatest of goals for a goaltender to go up. Of course, Jordan Binnington knocked out of the game, the collision with Nazem Kadri uh, in the first period. How does that shift this series in terms of momentum as well? And uh, he's already been ruled out for game four, Binnington, and they're talking maybe a week or two that he is not able to play uh, for the Blues, which means this is Billy Huso's net for them moving forward. So uh, an interesting turn of events. But to answer your question, no, I think St. Louis is still very much in this series. But obviously game four now at home is going to be extremely important for them. It may be an opportunity to bet on the St. Louis Blues because the natural reaction is no Bennington. This team's finished, and and yep. I tell you what, as a better, I wouldn't want to overlook. And Huso won a bunch of regular season games for this team and played very well, so he's capable. Not a great third goal to allow last night, but this season he's been pretty solid. All right, Ian, let's talk about another game on today's slate, and that is the Carolina Hurricanes in New York to take on the Rangers. I want to know your feeling. Carolina, to me, kind of feels like uh, the best team. Well, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning have been incredibly impressive, but are they going to win a third straight cup? I I really like this Hurricanes team, and I'm not so sure about the Rangers. I I kind of expected Pittsburgh to emerge from that series between the Rangers and the Penguins. Uh, Now they're down 2-0 to the Hurricanes. What are your thoughts on Carolina and New York today? So I have Carolina, I, I actually bet Carolina to win game one and the series, a combo bet at plus 105. I thought it was great value. They won game one. So I'm essentially now sitting with Carolina plus 105 in the series, feeling very good about that position I'm in right now, up to nothing. But I like the Rangers here, to be quite honest, in game three. Uh, I mean, I think Carolina is still going to win the series, but we're talking about a Rangers team that's back home at Madison Square Garden with the crowds a lot noisier there in the playoffs than they are in the regular season. Uh, a Rangers team that's played pretty good hockey at home, especially in the postseason against Pittsburgh, won some big games, just game five, game seven. They won both of those games. They're now going to get last line change. Uh, and now Gerard Gallant's, I think, going to be able to free up his best players, his top players, get them away from that Jacob Slavin defensive pair, get them away from the top checking line of Carolina, who have done just a phenomenal job in this series so far. And more than anything, maybe get their power play going. Easier said than done with Carolina having the number one penalty kill in the league, but I expect the New York Rangers to bring their absolute best here. And look, Carolina still hasn't won a game on the road here yet in the Stanley Cup playoffs either. They lost game three, four, and six in Boston uh, against the Bruins in the first round. So I like the Rangers here, and I'm going to uh, get in on them twice, the first period money line and the full game money line around even money. There you go. Rangers possibly getting back into the series down 0-2, but game three at MSG. Let's turn our attention to the battle of Alberta there between the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers. The series is tied 1-1 as it's shifted now to Edmonton, and the Flames are minus 115, the Moneyline favorite to take a 2-1 series lead. The Oilers minus 105. The total is sitting at 7. Seeing quite a bit of goals in this series here, but the over is juiced at plus 105, the under minus 125. What do you make of the market in this game between the Flames and the Oilers? Yeah, I think I lean Calgary a little bit. That'll be that is a bet of mine. It's a smaller bet, uh, but I think it's going to be a situation where it's it very re- really could be a zigzag type series. You know, bet the loser of the previous game. It's going to be competitive. I think it's going to be back and forth. You know, I think Calgary. When I look at it, Jacob Markstrom and them, that team uh, overall can play a whole lot better than they did in Game Two. Uh, and it really, they got off to a good start again in game two. But Edmonton came on with that speed and that uh, through the neutral zone. It really caused problems. Connor McDavid has really been sensational. He's been something to watch. I mean, he is trying to elevate this team. He's elevated his play to a level that I never even thought he could get to that kind of level. And he's already spectacular. He's been just ridiculously good in this series. 
Uh, but I think Calgary will make some adjustments. It's not easy to win in Edmonton, but they've been a pretty good road team all year. So I like Calgary a little bit to take the 2-1 series lead. But I'm also going to stick to what's been working, and that's goals, goals, goals. I mean, the regular season between these two teams was a lot of goals. Game one and game two was a lot of goals. And I like over here. Now I got six and a half with juice. It's up to seven, this total, in a lot of spots. But it's hard to bet under right now. Calgary's had offensive advantages against Edmonton and vice versa. And look, Calgary doesn't give up many shots and chances. But lately, it's a disturbing pattern, guys. The chances and shots they are giving up are way too high quality very dangerous chances, and Edmonton's the kind of team with their high-end skill, they can finish those chances. So I like more goals tonight in Game 3. Yeah, it's been a fun series to watch today. For the folks who are in favor of goals, this is the series for you. He is Ian Cameron, NHL handicapper. Ian, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff as always, and we hope to talk soon. All right, thanks, guys. Have a great Sunday. Thank you, Ian. All right. That, that's uh, For someone like me who doesn't watch a ton of hockey, I've caught a couple of these Flames and uh, Oilers games, and it's it's exciting. And also, I have a soft spot for Kyler Yamamoto. I covered him when I was in Spokane, so so uh, go uh, Oilers there. Yeah, Connor McDavid is just he's, unbelievable. He's I, I'm with Ian, though. I kind of like the Flames here today, and our boy Willie Z is about to tee off. <sighs> Starting to get sweaty in this studio. Will Zalatoris teeing off. We'll discuss it here on the other side. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, and now it is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round, so check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe, Brady Cannon here. We're at the VEASAN Studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And our boy, Willie Z, is in the fairway after his first tee shot. You said during the break you thought that this was the most important shot for Zalatoris here today. Yeah, certainly so far. And mm-hmm. we know, you know, having played golf, you know what that first tee shot is like on the first hole. And I thought this was going to be a really important shot for him. By the way, his playing partner, Cameron Young, put his first tee ball in to the bunker so he's playing out of that bunker to the green might be a little guarded by a tree that he's got to get around as well but I thought that first shot for Zalatoris after a very disappointing 73 on Saturday that that first shot was going to be very important if he pulled it left into a bunker into a tree into the rough uh, that shows a sign of nerves yeah. he, he gripped it and ripped it it almost got into a bunker but was able to skirt the lip there and it's comfortably in the fairway and I think that's a great start for him now, I'm going to follow this up because I'm somebody who's biased with these Zalatoris outright. Of almost, It might be better for him to be playing in this second-to-last group than the last group because we've seen him on the, on the practice range. He's been smiling, joking around. He seems a little bit loose. And maybe yesterday being in that final group almost was like, okay, it's the final group at the weekend. I'm the leader. I've never won a major. This is like a high-pressure situation. Maybe he can play loose now. We're hoping that maybe the like, nerves have calmed a little bit. Totally agree with that, and not necessarily just the pairing. I think probably ideally you'd want to be in the final pairing, but Mm -hmm. I think more important is the fact that he's not in the lead. We saw what he did with the lead on Saturday. 
Now, I mentioned earlier, I thought that birdie that Mito Pereira made on the 18th hole on Saturday was huge because I think there's a huge difference between a two-shot lead and a three-shot lead. But Zalatoris is not the leader. He's the chaser, and I do believe that is a better position for him psychologically today. Obviously, it was very difficult for him on Saturday to uh, play with the lead. And, uh, you know, if he had had a good round yesterday and he goes into Sunday with the lead, maybe it's a different story. But but I, I like this position for him. And like I say, with that tee shot, did you see his approach shot, by the way? Did he hit the green? He hit the green. Is he, he putting he, for birdie? He, he's in, well, it, it'll be a long birdie putt there. Long birdie but putt, he at so. least can get in in two, no problem. Well, we'll learn something about his putting stroke here pretty quick, yeah. too. I mean, if he, even if he doesn't make this one, but if he lags it up to just, you know, three or four inches, tap in range, that tells you that he's got a good feeling on the greens today. So, so far, so, uh, so good for the guy that you and I are both rooting for. That tee shot was in the fairway comfortably, and I think that gives him a good uh, springboard to his round today. Yeah, after the show, I think I might race home to see what we can – Get the, get the setup going, get the PGA Championship, also flip back and forth between the NHL games as well. But we have baseball games that we need to get to that are about to get underway in 30 minutes, starting in the Bronx. The Chicago White Sox taking on the New York Yankees. The Yankees minus 165 on the money line, and the total is sitting at 9 with the juice towards the over at minus 115. You know, I, I did not play either this game one or game two. We have a doubleheader yes. today between the White Sox and the Yankees. Because, you know, we were talking with our guest earlier, Sean, and I asked him if if it kind of throws a wrench into the handicap when you have a doubleheader. For me, it kind of does. And, and mm-hmm. he talked about, you know, you don't know if the bullpen's going to be used up, and, and it's probably even harder to bet the second game before they play the first one, right? Yeah. Because who knows what could happen. But I just don't necessarily like the dynamic of the doubleheader and trying to – I mean, it's hard enough to handicap one game, but when they have two, I think I, I think it's possible that there are some other factors. Um, I, I do uh, – you know, that being said – just on an island, I, I would like the Yankees here. I think Johnny Cueto for the last couple of seasons has definitely been a fade by the metrics guys uh, back when he was with the San Francisco Giants. And you just look at the New York Yankees, 24-5 and five over their last 29 games. Uh, and on the other side, you've got uh, Jamison Tyone going for New York, who's been very good this season as well. Um, but I'm going to stay away here, uh, Femi, again, probably most of all because of the doubleheader thing. If I had to do anything, I would want to fade Johnny Cueto, and I'd play. I'd lay the, the price to 165 with the pinstripers. I'm looking at this total in this Mets-Rockies game, and, and it's 11. 11 is yeah. where our total is at in the Rocky Mountains. There, Colorado Rockies hosting the New York Mets. We actually don't have a money line over at BetMGM that is off the board right now there. Let me see if I can find some money line prices here in some other markets right now. But a sitting at a total of 11 makes sense when you see the ball flying out per usual there in the Rocky Mountains. Around minus 115 or so in favor of the New York Mets, minus 105, around that area there, um, depending on where you shop there. So the Rockies will be... Uh, uh, rather, I'm sorry, the, the Rockies are a favorite I'm looking at here, but the uh, the Mets being a dog in this game. But either way, they're um, – Interesting, because I've got uh, – I mean, it, it's kind of all over the map. Yes. At, yeah. at Circus Sports, they've got uh, minus 110 on the Mets. Uh, the consensus number I'm seeing is minus 115 on the Mets, so just a very slight favorite. But obviously, uh, I'm sure there are some situations out there where maybe the Colorado Rockies are a slight yeah. favorite. Obviously, basically a toss-up game. Uh, the total was 10 on Saturday, 
and, and I thought, okay, well, that's kind of a lower number for Coors Field. And we know because our, our friend James Salinas is dealing with the weather, we <laughs> yeah. know they're dealing with some weather there in the Denver, Colorado area. And that game went over the total, screen, soared over the total. Colorado, I believe, put a 12 spot on the Mets uh, in the second half of that uh, doubleheader that they played on Saturday. The Mets won 5-1 to one in the opener, and then Colorado came back. And uh, I, th- I believe it was put 12 runs on the board in the nightcap and crushed the Metropolitans. Um, you've got uh, Taiwan Walker against Austin Gomer. Uh, the Mets are looking to win the series after that split of the doubleheader on Saturday. Um, I, I don't have a great feeling for this mm. one either, Femi. I, what I wonder about the Mets is are we going to start to see them suffer in the standings a little bit and start losing some ball games because Tyler McGill and Max Scherzer now on the shelf. Of course, they have not had Jacob deGrom all season. Is that bullpen going to see more? work here coming up in the next couple of weeks before they get Scherzer and McGill back. How long will they be gone? Um, Shouldn't be too long, but over the next couple of weeks, I think it's going to be interesting to pay attention to the New York Mets and how much their bullpen is getting utilized. Right now at this point, I don't know what's going to happen today, but going forward, you could see the Mets become a little bit of a fade team because that pitching is going to be taxed. Padres and the Giants, and you bet the, bet the Mets about possibly regressing there. Adam Burke, we had him on yesterday, and he said that he likes this Mets team to a little bit regress. They're not as good as their record might indicate. But let's go to the NL West. Padres-Giants, like I mentioned here, San Francisco minus 140 at home. Padres plus 115 with a total of 7.5. Yeah, Sean, our guest earlier was on the Padres, and, and I'm certainly not going to argue with him. I mean, the Padres have been playing great baseball. I just, you know, am kind of of the theory that the home team avoiding the sweep and, and, you know, we talked about that earlier with the Kansas City Royals. The San Francisco Giants are not the Kansas City Royals. The Giants mm-hmm. are a pretty decent team. Now, they've cooled off a lot. Uh, they started off really hot. They were in first place along with the Dodgers and the Padres to begin the year. Now the Dodgers separating themselves a little bit. The Padres still right in the thick of things. The Giants now, I believe, six games back of the Dodgers in the division and about three and a half games back of the Padres. Um, But the Giants are a quality club, and I would side with them uh, being able to avoid the sweep at home today. You've also got the Padres finishing up the final game of a nine-game road trip, Mm -hmm. of which they've been very successful, going six and two. Now, that also includes two wins that they got by just one run and also two shutout wins in which they scored a total of five runs. So it's not like they're really lighting up the scoreboard. Saturday's game was only a 2-1 final, I believe, in favor of, of the uh, of the Padres. I actually bet the Giants on Saturday and came out a loser. Rodone was really outpitched by a beautiful performance by Joe Musgrove. Um, I did not bet this game today, but I would be leaning towards the Giants. The A's and the Angels, little AL West showdown in L.A. Right now, the Angels minus 200, the A's plus 165 the other way, total sitting at 7.5. Cole Irvin and Patrick Sandoval, I almost got there late with the A's on Saturday, won that one. They put up a little rally in the ninth inning, but eventually came up short. They were trailing 5 nothing and ended up losing 5-3. to three. Um, Both of these teams have not been good. I mean, we know the Angels are absolutely contending for a division Uh, just about a game and a half, I believe, behind the Astros. But they have only won four out of their last ten, and that's the same with the Oakland A's. They have only won four out of their last ten. Both of these pitchers have been good, Irvin and Sandoval. If I did anything with this game, again, I have no play here, but I would look at the under. Anything for you in the doubleheader game two, White Sox, Yankees, and the Bronx? No. (laughs) You know, I could barely get there. Again, I lean the Yankees in game one. I would – 
I would probably look at the Yankees again in game two. I love Severino, but uh, again, I don't want to play game two of a doubleheader before they complete game one. Yeah, the Yankees minus 160 in game one. White Sox plus 135, a total of nine. We have... Everybody on the course at Southern Hills. Mito Pereira is in the fairway there after a pretty good tee shot on one. So Mito, he was able to weather the storm yesterday, battled back in the back nine. We'll see if he can weather the pressure of a major, and it is a Sunday final round here at the PGA Championship. On the other side, we wrap up the show here. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Discover BetMGM, the king of sports books. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VSIN200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLE. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. 
Welcome back. This is the final segment of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Brady Cannon here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Our heads are just on a swivel here <laughs> on this great, Sunday. We're watching the PGA Championship at Southern Hills. We just see the Tampa Bay Lightning take a 2-1 lead early in the second period against the Florida Panthers. And our Lightning head will up now, the lamp. Our, our heads are going to have to tear our attention to the, the Circa Resort and Casino where our buddy, Dave Ross is in the flesh right now over at Circle. We bring him in here to wrap up the show, and it's it's called a segment we call Ross Talk. You've heard of Cross Talk. We call, oh. we call this Ross Talk. We got Ross I Talk, like that. and we got the Reynolds rap alongside <laughs> with him there as well. Our favorite connection. Dave, hope all is well with you. Want to start with the PGA Championship because word on the street is you got a little Rory McIlroy exposure after Friday's round here. How you feeling with your buddy? Started off well, hit a little bit of a rough patch here in the final round. Well, here's the deal. And, and Brady heard me rant about this yesterday over here at Circa. And, and the problem when you bet roars, okay, and I waited till after the Friday round when he had a bad round, two over par, so he came back down to earth. But he's right there in contention. And then yesterday happens. He takes a double on a par three in the front side. He takes a triple on a par three in the back side. And so he ends up the day, you know, even par. He, he tries to rally late, but then he bogeys 18. Like Rory as a stock commodity is one of the most frustrating athletes right now if you've played him in major championships in the last eight years because he just doesn't win. But if you play him to get a top 10, he's a money-making machine because all Rory does is beep, beep, back it up, backdoor roars for that top 10 <laughs> when he's really not in contention. So when I saw Rory go out today and open up with four birdies on the front before he gets to the par 3-6 that he doubled yesterday, I went... Like, here, here we go. Like, here we go. Like, Rory's going to suck me back in to make me think he's going to do something historic on a major Sunday, go out there, shoot 60 or 61, and then what does he do? He bogeys six. And now he's on the par train, and he can't get off as he makes the turn here. So, yeah, great start. Three under par through nine holes. But guess what, Roars? That doesn't do me any good. So, <laughs> Rory McIlroy in the back nine here, and he, he knows this. And, Brady, you guys both know this. The number he's got to get to, it's not nine under. Okay, if Mita Pereira goes out there and shoots even part today, he's going to win the golf tournament, right? He's got to be thinking, Rory, realistically, four under on this backside. He's got to shoot a crazy number like a 63 mm. on Sunday and get it to seven. If he can get it to seven, he's got to hope that one of the guys like Cam Young or that Will Zalatoris, they don't go nuts and they play around even par. And they, he's got to hope that Pereira shoots two over. That's the pathway for Rory to realistically get back in there. But what am I doing? I mean, I'm convincing myself <laughs> of what Rory needs to do. You know it, and I know it. The American people know it. It ain't going to happen. Mito Pereira, by the way, leaving his birdie putt short on the first hole, still has a little bit of a tester, about a yeah. three-footer. Mm -hmm. Not the putt you really want on the very first hole of a Sunday at a major with the lead. He is plus 110 to go on and win it. Matthew Fitzpatrick has about a 12-foot putt to save par on the first Ugh. hole. He is now 5-1, to one, and Willie Z is the second choice at plus 350. Rory McIlroy still 18-1, to one, Dave, so it is possible 
possible. Fireworks on the backside, like you say. Now, Wes Reynolds, I know he has Cameron Young. Cameron Young ended up with mm-hmm. a bogey on the first hole, but he stuck one in pretty tight at number two. He is now 10-1. to one. Uh, You guys, I know, are going to be watching the PGA all day long. Is there anybody oh, outside of that ticket? Who in your mind, I, I know obviously you're rooting betting-wise for Rory McIlroy. Who in your mind, mm-hmm. Dave, other than Mito Pereira, who has the best chance to track him down in your thought today? You know, Brady, I was actually thinking, and I didn't play it today, but I was thinking it was going to be Matthew Fitzpatrick. Because when I look at pedigree, and you know this better than most, at, look, the top four guys coming into this final round Sunday had a combined zero PGA Tour wins. I say again, zero. <laughs> So it is hard to win one, let alone a major championship as your first PGA Tour win. So again, when I look at a Justin Thomas who's not getting anything going, when I look at Rory and you look at pedigreed players and you say, these guys know that, so they should be able to go out there, shoot a number, and make these guys shrink a little bit. Matthew Fitzpatrick just bogeyed one. But to me, because he's got worldwide wins, because he is a pedigreed player uh, from England, I thought he might have the medal. And I heard something very interesting from Sir Nick Faldo when uh, he was asked today by Jim Nance. He said, hey, how do you think this final grouping is going to get along? And Brady, you know how important that really is. And he goes, um, I can't do the Nick Faldo accent. But he said, <laughs> basically, not, not great because, you know, Fitzpatrick can be a little edgy as the Englishman. And Pereira, they don't really know each other. It's not like it's going to be this casual walk as Fitzpatrick already bogeys one. I thought he might be the guy, Brady, but I got to be honest with you. Right now, if you're Rory, you've got to be thinking, can I get to seven under? And if you're a pedigreed player, Will Zaltoris, can I get to seven under and see if that's good enough? And for Willie Z, that's only one under for the day. I say only. It's still a major championship Sunday. It's just not as easy as people think it is to go out and shoot a number on a Sunday. Yeah, Willie Z looks like he's going to par number two as well. I almost wonder if seeing Fitzpatrick bogey that first hole almost settles Mito Pereira down a little bit. Being I think like, it's mm-hmm. possible. Like, yeah, yeah like, okay, there's another guy that's off my back a little bit. Uh, by the way, that putt by Will Zalatoris, I'm encouraged by that because uh, he left it about six inches from the cup. It mm-hmm. was a nice run at birdie. He'll tap it in. That tells me his lag putting is on today. We saw him do it at the first hole as well. So, you know, the putting woes maybe were left on Saturday for Will Zalatoris. Hopefully they uh, make a turn for the better today. Yeah, and Cam Young just got one back there with a birdie on two. Uh Dave, before we let you go, I got to ask you about UFC 277. The card was announced yesterday. My girl, Juliana Pena, is going to be defending her title against Amanda Nunes there down there in Dallas. What a main event that's going to be. That's going to be amazing, Femi. By the way, you and I are not going to be able to get plus 700 like we got on Juliana (laughs) Pena uh, the first time around. And, boy, would we cash some tickets on that night. It was a great night. Obviously, uh, I was on her side the first time around. I'll be very curious to see where this number opens because I do believe I would expect still to see, I would say, Amanda Nunes, what, around minus $3, 350 Because, you know, a lot of people are going to think this is fluky. But one thing that I've learned in my MMA talking with, with, you know, real championship caliber fighters like a Ricardo Lamas. They normally tell me, and remember this guys, that sometimes the rematch is not very different from the first fight. So that's why you don't see a lot of these trilogy fights in the UFC where one guy each has one. That's why the Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor trilogy, if that ever happens is rare. You can make the case that Nate Diaz actually won that second fight against Conor McGregor after submitting him the first time around. So when I see that big number pop, which it's going to be for Nunez, I would expect it to get bet down by sharps out there that know the fight game because I just will be curious what will be different the second time around in this rematch because 
Amanda Nunez is going to have to figure out a way to get this, I can't believe this, down to the ground, which is where you would think she would not want to be. She got beat with her hands in that first time round. That was the shocker of all shockers. He is Dave Ross, VEASAN host, and make sure to check out the First Strike podcast for more analysis like that each and every week. Cash the dog in the main event last night here. We're living good. It pays to listen to the First Strike podcast. He is Dave Ross. You'll be with Wes Reynolds at the top of the hour here, so have a good show, guys. Thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate you guys. Let's go, Rory. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see if we can get Rory to come home for him at Southern Hills here. Uh, Real quick, final thoughts on the Warriors-Mavericks here because the Dallas Mavericks, two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Game three, they're down 0-2, total sitting at 217-and-a-half. I am a big Warriors fan, Mr. Abebefe. I've been attending Warriors games since I was about six years old. Go back to the Rick Barry days. Um so I am absolutely rooting for the blue and gold, but uh, I think it's going to be more like the uh, blue and black that probably gets mm-hmm. the win tonight. I think Dallas will come back and get a victory. We talked about that with Dieter Kurtenbach of the Bay Area News Group. Uh, you know, the Warriors have been known to lay an egg. And for me, Femi, this Warriors, even if they go on to win the championship, this Warriors team is not like the Warriors that we saw yeah. with, with Kevin Durant or, or earlier in the careers of Steph and Clay and Draymond. Uh, I think this team is a little bit sloppier. Uh, they're more prone to lay an egg, I believe. And uh, I don't know if they're going to lay an egg here tonight, um, but I think the Mavericks will find a way to win this game. I- I'd rather bet money line than lay the points. That would set up for a really fun game four if we're sitting at 2-1 there Tuesday night. Real quick, in about 10 seconds, who's lifting the Wanamaker by day's end? Will Zalatoris. That's what we want to hear. <laughs> That's what we want to hear. Will Zalatoris is going to get it done. And And – you know, Mito Pereira is the deserved favorite. He wouldn't surprise me at all. I think it's going to be one of the one or two of those guys. Hopefully it's Willie Z here. That does it for the show. Thank you to all of our guests. Sean Zarillo of the Action Network, Dieter Kurtenbach out of the Bay Area News Group, Ian Cameron, a NHL handicapper, and, of course, Dave Ross, VEASAN host, host of the First Strike podcast. For Brady Cannon, I'm Femi Abebefe, our entire crew here at the South Point. We wish you all the best of luck with your best throughout the day. Coming up next, betting across America, Ross Reynolds from Circa. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code V. 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 At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.